0: Hello, and welcome to the Volatile Podcast. Uh, today, I was able to speak with Indy Wilson of Midgar. Uh, their music is phenomenal, and uh, we had a great conversation. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, if you would, please uh, rate and review. Uh, anything will help. Five stars, preferably. Uh, and uh, please share. Thank you. Hello and uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today I have Andy with uh, Midgar. So I'm just going to say say the band name. Uh,
1: yeah, I, my name's Andy and I'm from the band Midgar.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, so you are in London?
1: Uh, I'm actually in France. Yes. yeah wow okay. yeah um the band is originally from the u k but uh, I moved to France a couple of years ago and set up a recording studio here out in the countryside, which is where i, I made the album
0: hmm. okay yeah uh I imagine it's uh just beautiful over there i've I've had a couple of friends go to France and they've only said good things
1: yeah it's great i mean it's it's uh excessively hot at the moment to be honest with you it's like well, i don't know what it is in us but uh it's about 35 degrees here <laughs> in european and uh that's hot for this time of year so um yeah it's uh it's a hot one at the moment and we're just waiting for a storm to come so fingers crossed it'll arrive soon
0: yeah it's it's pretty hot here uh like yesterday it was about i think it was about 104 degrees uh Fahrenheit with uh uh, with the humidity it, it was unrelenting so uh, h- how long has uh, midgar been around
1: i actually i started the band in uh the year 2007 that's when i was first writing songs that sounded like midgar and were going to be for a band uh which and i chose the name back then uh i met the guy who i started the band with whose name is ollie at music school, we were both studying at music school in Guildford at the time, and we were actually both playing drums. Um, but he was a much better player than I was. So I, I kind of had the idea. Where I was like, look, I'm going to start a band uh, and he's going to play drums in it. <laughs> and um, I was going to sort of write songs and, and and be the front man of it. And yeah, we then spent the next kind of four or five years or so touring continuously and then ended up taking a bit of a break away from the band from kind of 2012, 2013 onwards and yeah nothing's been put out from midgar since then the last album was was 2013 and uh it's been a long time since doing hmm.
0: anything yeah so with that uh with that bigger break uh how has uh, your approach to making music changed
1: yeah quite a lot i mean i i i make music for tv and film that's my job so um and i've only really kind of had that that career going in the time since the last Midgar album so I, I kind of started doing that in around 2013-2014 so um, what that's allowed me to do is to set up my own studio and to you know really focus on my production skills and get to the point where I, I was kind of able to create this album on my own here in the studio here in France and um, it was a big job I don't think I would have been able to do it before. I definitely didn't have the skills um, in, in the studio to be able to do that on my own. Um, and I think my approach to songwriting has changed a little bit. I think I've been working a lot on my arranging and writing for orchestra and for piano as a result of my work for TV and film. And uh, I have brought a lot more of that to Midgar this time. There's always been some of it, but this time it's it's way more ambitious orchestrally and musically, I think. So, yeah, a lot's changed since the last one, for sure
0: yeah it sounds that you um like improved a lot on your skills over that period of time
1: yeah 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 i mean i I guess we've all been given the gift of time over the last 18 months right to some degree Mm -hmm. so um it, it, it was good timing uh last year for me to be able to get my head down into the studio and just kind of put all this you know almost a decade's worth of work into some kind of product you know actually work on something specifically and I've been meaning to make a mid album since the last one, and uh, I I just didn't have the opportunity until last year to actually sit down in the studio and make that happen.
0: Hmm. Well, I've uh, listened to uh, a little bit of it, and uh, it sounds really, really good. Thanks. (laughs) That's good to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's supposed to be really soon, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it is uh, out next Friday. So, yeah, we are single digits in days away from this album coming out, which to me is just completely crazy having, you know, like I said, having been almost a decade since the last one. The fact that it's going to be out in just over a week is both terrifying and
0: really exciting for me <laughs> at the same time. Oh, yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, from what I understand, this, this album uh, uh, sort of tells, like, a lot of personal stories to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the reasons why I've been away from making music for Midgar for such a long time is that I didn't have my my personal life in order at all. It kind of all fell to pieces around the time the last last album came out, and uh, you know, I had to hit rock bottom to figure out how to start putting things back together again. And then, um, you know, the process for me of returning back to Midgar was was very much synonymous with the process of me putting myself back together. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I had to get all of all of myself back together before I could start making a Midgar record so uh yeah and part of that was moving to France and and my wife and I renovated a house out here and it was very slow uh peaceful kind of cathartic work working with my hands and building something tangible and it was very therapeutic and after that was all kind of done I was like I'm, I'm ready I'm ready to to focus on making music again and you know i'd recovered to the point where i was able to use my my voice again because i wrecked that over the years uh when i you know wasn't a very happy person um so yeah it's it's good to be back and i'm kind of better than ever and and this album wouldn't be it wouldn't exist if i wasn't in a better place
0: well that's good i I mean uh going from a bad place to a good place uh is is always a it can be an undertaking especially uh if that place was uh, bad enough you know um so so you you said you uh, worked on um a, a house that you bought in france um did you already you know have the skills to do that or are you just kind of learning as as you went
1: yeah I, I was definitely not equipped with the skills to do all the work when we bought the house it was um you can call it what you want like massive positivity or just naivety <laughs> i don't know um but we 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 got our hands really dirty with this house and you know every job that you could possibly imagine a house needing we we did to this place and uh yeah it was fun I, <laughs> I wasn't feeling like it was fun at the time in the dead of winter you know when you've got no heating or hot water or anything, and, um, you know, your fingers just hurt from repeatedly bashing them with a hammer. But, um, yeah, it, it was really it was really cool to to do something where you end up with a physical end result that you can see and, you know, touch and enjoy and, and live in. You know, most of my work is not tangible work. You know, I work with music and sure, you can listen to it all you want, but it's not something that you can often have and hold. And uh, it was nice to kind of apply some energy to something that I could really just experience it was all done you know what i mean
0: oh yeah i I mean uh the the whole process of uh of uh you know building something or creating an art is uh uh it's it's seeing the progress as you go and uh seeing you you know how you are creating uh something uh you know not, not necessarily uh from nothing but you're you're taking um something that's not so great and turning it into like a gym and yeah it is satisfying it... yeah mm-hmm. so you're married when did you get married
1: um i've been married for six years
0: now yeah mm-hmm. six
1: years next month
0: and so 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 you matter why while you're on the uh hiatus
1: yeah 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 definitely and and this is the weird thing so she every kind of person I've ever been with in my life has kind of met me as like a musician first. And, you know, I, I was so involved in that that it was impossible to ignore. But when I met my wife, I was not doing gigs. I was not singing. I was not playing in front of people. I was doing studio work for TV and film, but, you know, I kind of kept that to myself and never really shared it with anyone. Cause a lot of it was for kind of corporate stuff. And like, no one wants to listen to that. It's not songs. You know what I mean? And um, it, it actually wasn't until about 3 years into our relationship maybe longer that I, I i kind of got the guts to actually get up and perform in front of them like i i sang this open mic here and it's just so strange because it's something i used to do you know five times a week is get up and do a gig and uh, to have someone so involved in your life and to not know that side of you was just really really strange so it took some adjusting to be like hey <laughs> this thing i do <laughs> It's really important to me, and sorry, you've not seen it before um but yeah i'm I'm gigging all the time uh at the moment, less so right now, obviously, with the kind of restrictions in place, but um yeah, normally it's uh a lot of gigs, and things are back to normal for sure
0: hmm. well uh what was her uh reaction the the first time she heard you playing
1: uh, I mean luckily, she's got music in the family, so like her stepdad is is someone that plays a lot of music and does gigs and things, so I th- she wasn't like. She wasn't really freaked out by it. I think she was just kind of surprised that um it had been that long. You know, I'd not done this. It was clearly really important to me. But it was just just the way life went back then. And uh it's funny. It's funny how quickly you can lose your sense of comfort in that situation. Um and then funny how quickly it comes back once you kind of get back to doing it all the
0: time. Yeah, I imagine it can be like a little rocky at first.
1: Yeah, it was like I was, you know, 16 years old again and playing my first ever open mic. You know, I was pretty nervous about that. But um, yeah, that soon went away.
0: So uh, have you been like doing any kind of live shows over the last several years?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I play pretty regularly out here in France uh, in various bands and stuff. I mean, like Midgar hasn't done any kind of live stuff since around, well, actually the last show we did uh was when we were touring with a band called in me and that was right at the end of 2012 um and yeah it's difficult obviously with the distance and the way the band is at the moment things have changed um i i don't really know if we have plans to get back out there in the same way that we used to because we used to we used to do like the diy tour you know like toilet circuit stuff like all of us sleeping in a van in the middle of winter and like you know eating only bread rolls that the music venue gave to us and just honestly I'd never been so miserable and depressed in my life as I was when we were doing that all the time felt like I enjoyed it when I was doing it and it felt like we were brought really close as a group but it's because we were just going through hell (laughs) right that's that's why you feel this tour camaraderie is because you're just living through hell together so I'm I'm not keen to to do that kind of touring again uh and it just so happens that you know the the music industry and the live music industry has changed an awful lot over the last 18 months and no one really knows what the future of that looks like so i think we're going to kind of figure that out and then maybe revisit at some point in the future but it's not on the cards for right now
0: hmm. yeah well that that was going to be uh my next question like if you had anything uh to- you know coming out live that you're going to do but it, it sounds like you're kind of holding on holding off on that for now
1: yeah i mean uh, you know I, I will probably be doing some kind of um live celebration of the record on uh online but uh that that's going to be it for now yeah no 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 in-person gigs in the near future
0: hmm. so uh you know during the time, you you uh you converted an old hangar into a recording studio what, what was the process of what, uh, that like
1: um so that the hangar is on the property um that we renovated and it's about 100 meters away from the house and uh the goal was for us to be able to kind of set up part of our property for holiday rentals and earn some money from it out here in France uh, we couldn't really have picked out two worst industries to be in during the last 18 months like tourism and music you <laughs> know I mean, we really we really chose two two uh, two bad horses there but um so my wife she was like you cannot renovate the studio until we've done the house you've got to do the house first and that's going to start that business and then once that's all done then you can build the studio so I had my eyes on building this studio for like the first two years of owning this property and I couldn't do anything with it but it was an old uh like metal structure like a hangar with maybe like a double garage size space at the back of it that was just you know a, a metal and concrete shell um no electricity no lighting nothing at all um but it was really cool to actually build a studio that fit my needs rather than working in say like a second bedroom in an apartment which is what i used to do and um actually having space for all of my my gear and to have somewhere that i can call home musically and somewhere that i could actually make a midgar album you know because that's not really the kind of album that you can make in a small space you have to have a bit more space to spread out um so yeah it was just you know doing all the usual things putting walls in and ceiling and you know floor electrics and all of those things and and then getting it all set up and I, I've, I've been using it every day since for the last year pretty much
0: that's well that's that's good i I mean you know taking a space and you know making it uh uh, something useful is 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 always a a great task um and so you've been uh working on like music for like uh, you said movies and tv shows is that right
1: yeah i mean i've done some kind of you know indie short films and things over the years and uh most of the work i've done has been for uh, for kind of commercial advertising and stuff like that over the united states so i mean you may well have seen them um i did a a run of coca-cola commercials and some stuff for google and nike and um what was another one ford (laughs) Uh, you know (laughs) pretty much every big company on the planet i've worked with in some way over the last six or seven years and um it's been cool. It's it's nice to do music uh, as your job, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of also requires a different skill set because I'm working to brief and um you know I'm 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 writing music that other people need to like. It's not about making music that I like, you know what I mean? Like Midgar is my place to let off steam and write music that can be as fantastical and as out there as I want it to be, whereas doing the corporate stuff is like the exact opposite. Like you have to fit into these very specific parameters and you know do it do a job and deliver it like in hours. So it's been cool to learn those skills. I think particularly as somebody who has a propensity for procrastination and like ne- never never letting things be finished, like the corporate work has made me, it's like forced my hands, like at some point it has to be done and it has to be delivered. And I think if I hadn't learned those skills over the years, I probably would have spent even longer writing and producing the Midgar album. <laughs> you know, it would like never be done. If I wasn't capable of saying, it's time to hand it over, you know.
0: Oh yeah. So, how how do you feel that uh, you know working on those projects has uh, influenced your uh, uh, your music with uh, Midgar?
1: I think it's it's allowed me. it's was like broadened my horizons to some degree. I mean, I said pretty broad musical horizons anyway. But doing doing the work to brief, uh, you know. I I had jobs that I just never saw coming. I mean, there was one where I had to record a bunch of Cornish fishermen singing an old world war one, like trench song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like, I, I I would never have been exposed to working in that kind of musical environment if it weren't for the, for the corporate work. So, I mean, that has to rub off on you in some way. Um, And yeah, I think maybe that the walls that Midgar has been kept in over the years have, have have tumbled to some degree with this album, and it's let me maybe take the blinkers off a little bit and and look outwards and 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 create a sound that's a bit more varied than in the past. I mean, it's always been pretty varied anyway, but um, it, I, I was able to explore more freely without worrying about what it was going to sound like when I was done. When it was writing, it was just like, "Hey, let's just have fun and 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 write some music,"
0: you know. So, uh, what is your process uh, like for uh, for putting your music together? Uh,
1: I often start on the piano, um, sometimes on the guitar, but mostly on the piano. And I'll kind of just pick out uh, chords and, and rhythms, and it's it's very free. Uh, I don't really feel like I'm like completely in control of the situation. I'm just kind of playing what's coming to my subconscious and seeing what's what. I mean, eventually you'll, you'll stumble upon something and you think, oh, that's cool, you know, like a little motif or a little melody or just like a little uh, a little hook, you know, that um, you think you can kind of hang the rest of the song on. And I will very quickly demo that up, like I'll explore it and I'll hit record for like three, four minutes and I'll play whatever's, you know, kind of going around in my head and I'll try and put a structure together, like verses, choruses, middle and intros and stuff. Mm-hmm and i'll arrange that all together incredibly rough i mean if people listen to these you know basic little puzzles i was putting together they just think i was the worst musician ever like guitar guitar out of tune like playing wrong notes all over the place I and mean, it really is just appalling but then uh th- then very quickly you kind of got like a, a sketch for the the outline of the song you know and then you can start figuring out okay well what do I want this arrangement to look like? Do I want there to be drums in this song? Do I want there to be heavy guitars? What's the vocal going to do? Uh, and then by the time I've got to the point where I'm writing vocals, I'm kind of just humming melodies and, and humming word shapes, and certain melodies will then lend themselves to different sounds in the vocal, and then those sounds will very much inform the lyrics that that come about. Um, and you know, through that kind of just pushing through the syrup process you eventually get something that that resembles a song and then once I've got that roughly demoed out I will start again completely I'll throw that in the bin and then begin the recording process properly so the writing process for the album took maybe three four five weeks or so back in January last year and I stepped away from it and then came back and actually started producing and recording it towards the back end of February early March and it was like starting blank canvas start with the drums work your way up and it's at that point that the orchestra stuff really comes in because that's all informed by the, the proper arrangement. So um, yeah, it took a long time. I mean, I, I started January and then the album was mixed, mastered and delivered to the label uh, by the end of September. So it, it, it did take quite a long time, but you have to step away from it to kind of give yourself mental space to then come back to it and, and wear those different hats, like writer, performer, you know, producer, mixer, you can't do that all in one day because your ears just stop working <laughs> you have to step away from it and then come back to it and uh, come back to it with fresh ears and move on to the next phase when you're ready
0: so when you were putting this together uh, like did you uh like play all the instruments or did you have uh, the band come in
1: yeah, no, it's, it's all me. Uh, the, the only instruments I'm not playing on this record is uh, the bass. The bass is played by a guy called Greg, um, Greg McPherson, who's in a band I mentioned earlier on, who we toured with, one of my favorite bands of all time, In Me. Uh, I used to watch him playing bass within me when I was in my teens. I used to go to their gigs and just stare up at them in awe. And then we ended up touring with them, which was amazing. And we stayed friends. And Greg actually asked me if he could play bass on the next Midgar record. I was like, yeah, let me think about that for a moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and he, he's brought something to the bass playing on this record that I would never have been able to bring to it myself. He's uh, just a phenomenal, really innovative and exciting bass player and um, has given it an extra dimension that, that uh, I think has elevated the songs in a way I never could. And on the last song on the record, I got a cello player in to play one cello line on that. Otherwise, all the strings, piano, guitars, drums, vocals, everything, it's all... Uh, it's all me on the record and that's why i think it took took such a long time maybe
0: (laughs) yeah and i imagine that makes it even more personal
1: yeah 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 definitely i mean uh i put i put everything into this you know i can't overstate the effort and energy and love that i put into this record and um this is why it's just freaking me out so much that it's coming out next week because it's, it's like me, it's like me handing over my diary and just showing it to the world and being like, Hey, just go ahead and read that. You know, it's, um, it's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a big process to, to get that out there.
0: What was the hardest part of it? Oh man, the hardest
1: part of it. Um, that is a really good question. Um, I think like, there are moments when you just feel like you are eating an elephant, you know, <laughs> like during the, the early stages of the production of the record, you know, I, I think I had the drums down and I'd got most of the guitars down. And then I still had like all the orchestra stuff to do, the acoustic guitars to do, all the kind of post-production synths and and all, all of those bits and bobs, and then the vocals to do. I think at that point, when you're just looking uphill at this huge mountain you have to climb, or, or you're looking <laughs> looking at this elephant you need to eat, you just need to remind yourself that it's like one bite at a time you know because <laughs> otherwise you just go crazy thinking I'm never ever ever going to get this done um, and I think that was roughly around the time that lockdowns hit and like our business was closing and we didn't know what the rest of the year was going to going to bring to us and it was just like it was just a lot mentally to be in that situation. It was hard to focus and it was hard to stay motivated and positive about the whole thing. Um, And you, you just keep going, I guess. And that, that turns back into kind of positivity and energy when you can start to see the product coming together and you start to hear the songs, the way that you imagine them in your head, that's definitely a boost. And I think if you're doing that kind of process with a band or with a producer in the room, it's way easier to stay motivated and positive because like, Drummer's playing his bits. You can just kind of hang out, make coffee, and have a nice time and enjoy the process of being there. Because if you're doing everything and you're engineering it and you're producing it, it's just re- It's really exhausting, and uh, you've got no one there to kind of inject some energy or positivity into your work. You know, you just you just got to keep keep going on your own, and that's that's that was the hardest thing for me.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, I kind of had to take that approach on. Uh... Uh, projects myself because i i don't know what it is but uh, i've always been sort of like a like a big overall thinker yeah and and when you have such an enormous task that requires so many little working parts it can get uh, really really overwhelming uh and you know i found you know just like you the the best thing to do is to you know focus on the small things and then just build it up you know
1: yeah, absolutely. Focus on the job that you are doing at that exact moment. Otherwise, you start trying to solve problems with jobs you haven't even got to yet, and then, like you say, it can be really overwhelming, and your brain just stops working. And uh, I do exactly the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, you know, what's
0: this, uh album? Is that what? What's next?
1: I mean, I don't want to say I'm going to jump directly into writing the next one, but there's a part of me that's kind of itching to do that. I'm I'm pretty excited about. You know, seeing what comes next musically. Now I've got this out because it's been such a long time coming. It's like, right, that's out. Like, what, what's next? You know, um, there is going to be like another little post-album release of some some extra tracks, like some bonus tracks and and uh, alternative versions of the songs, which I, I'm working on a little bit now. Um, and yeah i mean i i i don't know i think i'm going to take a couple of months to recover and actually talk to my wife <laughs> you know because like when, I, when i'm when i writing and producing a record i'm just so in the zone i'm just i can i can just be kind of unbearable and i know that so she's she's been incredibly patient and supportive and loving over this last 18 months and uh I, she definitely deserves some undistracted time for me so i'm gonna put put some time into that um and then yeah maybe come back recharged towards the back half of this year maybe autumn time and see what comes out
0: mm-hmm. yeah well it, it it sounds like you you do have a very uh healthy relationship and uh, and uh, it's it's fantastic that uh that you two are able to find each other yeah
1: yeah yeah she's very supportive and uh she's number one fan these days which is great um and and the cool thing is that like like she's not a musician at all so um she's kind of she thinks it's magic you know Mm. (laughs) and I love that like I mean I've been you know in relationships with people who aren't musicians and people who are musicians and um I think it's nice that we're different in that respect um because she can tell me when I'm I'm you know, doing something that alienates people musically, or if I'm doing something that, that is just too out there, you know, she'll say, "I don't get it." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." Like, I'm glad you told me that <laughs> because so, you know, it's nice to get a different perspective. You know,
0: yeah. Well, th- so that was gonna be the next thing I was gonna ask you. So, um, did did she get to um you know participate or, or like listen into the uh, the whole production of it or or you know did you just wait until it was done
1: <laughs> you know that, that is the killer question when you're showing uh, productions or recordings to like non-producers or non-musicians it can be really tough because you have to you have to explain to them like this isn't the done thing <laughs> it's not it's not finished so i think when i was first starting doing it i was a bit excited and i was like hey listen to this thing i wrote and she's like yeah sounds cool but like what's with all the wrong notes and stuff <laughs> i'm like I, I need to explain the process here um she she ended up getting involved in a very small way in the production of the record there's uh, a voiceover between um the first and second song like the intro of a song called we don't make the rules she is the girl on the phone she's she is the the voice in that introduction and then she ended up playing that part in the music video that went with that song which we recorded uh, we shot back in october last year and it came out in december uh, because we were in a lockdown and it was like a self-produced music video uh, and I needed a female lead character in the music video I was like it's got to be you I'm sorry like I don't know anyone else <laughs> like, it has to be you she very begrudgingly uh, participated in in the uh, production of the music video but she did a fantastic job and really happy with how that came out so yeah she's been involved in it I don't think she knew that was coming when I said I was going to make an album but she has got involved in the process which is
0: really cool of her to do that yeah i mean it, it i i think the um you know the outs the, the outsider aspect of it, it you know possibly kind of influenced your uh the, the way you were working on it from having that that perspective i imagine
1: yeah maybe i mean i i i don't know i I, like I said before, like Midgar is my opportunity to be as fantastical and as exciting musically as I want to be. Like It's somewhere I go to blow off steam and do things that I, I can't do in other musical environments. So uh, I, I don't know if it reigned me in very much. I mean, there are some very progressive, experimental and just downright weird moments of this album. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of just do my my thing with this band. <laughs> regardless of whether or not people are going to enjoy it that much and uh, th- thankfully people do um but I, yeah she she didn't i don't think she brought me back down to earth in that sense uh but it was it was just kind of nice to get her reaction to some things you know just like hey <laughs> like what do you think of this like the orchestral opening of the album there's a you know there's an orchestral prelude at the beginning of the album and uh, it was fun to play that to her and to be like listen to this orchestra and she's like you did that i'm like yeah i did that and uh it was cool to see in her face she was like i don't know how you've done that and that was really cool
0: yeah it's it's almost like uh what muse has done I, i think in some ways
1: yeah i mean i listened to muse growing up a lot i was a big fan of origin of symmetry and um I think they're an amazing band, you know, undoubtedly incredibly influential. Um, I think the thing about Muse is that they have Matt Bellamy at the front of that band. And unless you're Matt Bellamy, it's, it's difficult to sound like Muse, you know? So I, I think there are comparisons between Midgar and Muse in the sense that there are orchestral elements and this piano and uh, it's very vocal led and quite heavy, but uh, I'm not Matt Bellamy. So I am I, kind of thankful for that because that's the thing that makes them sound so much like them. Um there there are similarities and differences, definitely.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely gonna, you know, add your music to um, my catalog. I mean, uh as I mentioned earlier, you know, what I've heard is uh, fantastic. And I, I really look forward to uh listening to the rest of the album.
1: Great. Yeah, thank you so much. Um yeah, not long to wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, not long at all. So um so that's that's really all I have for you. Uh, did, did you have anything else that you want to bring up or talk about?
1: Um, You know, only that like I see the albums coming out on June 25th and that's via year of the rat records who've done a fantastic job with the album release and done all of the things that I am yet, you know, just not capable of doing on my own, like promoting the record and getting it out there. And um, it's been really, really amazing working with them. And uh, yeah, they, they just brought Midgard to an audience that, uh, i I never dreamed was was possible already which is great um and yeah you know head over to facebook and come check us out on there and on youtube as well come say hi it's uh it can get lonely in the french countryside so i try my best to respond to every message that we get so do come and say hello and tell us what you think of the album all
0: right well uh, i will uh get as many links as i can and uh put them out there with the uh, podcast and uh i want everyone to check everything out because uh, i mean you your band is really good thanks <laughs> that's really yeah. kind of you thanks so much mm-hmm. all right well if, if there was nothing else i'm gonna let you go
1: nice one well thanks for having me and uh yeah great to talk to you
0: all right well thank you